we're going to be talking with uh, City Auditor Nada Maroon, uh, District Councilor Joe uh, Driscoll, and County Council President Helen Hudson, as well as City Employee Joanna Bailey, about the launch of the application for the first ever citizen-led redistricting commission in the city of Syracuse. This is the first type of this commission, which is a, a, a thing that is sweeping the country. Um, and uh, it's first one of these that's east of the Mississippi. It's launching right here in the city of Syracuse. Uh, and you got six weeks to apply. So uh, in the show notes will be the links to where you can uh, apply for the, the uh, application for uh, if you live inside the city of Syracuse. So I really hope that you take advantage of that. And we'll come up and they'll be back. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that in the interview a little bit. Uh, a few housekeeping notes. Um, this week, we saw the passing and ending of the party change registration deadline. Uh, if you have not uh, filled out your application in time, uh, we will uh, not be able to change your party for you to walk petitions. Uh, and uh, that will be uh, yeah, or to be able to be a candidate or uh, uh, or vote in the primary in 2021. So that deadline passed on Monday after a brief extension uh, by the governor. Uh, last night, uh, the Onondaga County Democratic Committee uh, selected its official slate of candidates for the fall election uh, for most of the offices. There are several towns run by caucuses, but um, that those candidates will be filled out later on. Uh, but all 17 county legislator spots uh, and all the offices inside the city of Syracuse were nominated. Um, that doesn't mean there won't be primaries. Uh, these are the official designated candidates. Uh, and that means that the committee members that are part of the Onondaga County Democratic Committee will um, go and walk petitions for them. Uh, so, uh, you know, and next week I'm going to have Francis Canole, who's the city uh, chair of the Onondaga County Democratic Committee to come on to talk about the, uh, the official slate of candidates uh, for, uh, for, for the OCDC and what that process was and, uh, and, and what the process is going forward. Um, and then the week after that, I'm going to have Bridget Kenny on uh, Flip the Ledge to talk about the county legislature candidates that were nominated last uh, uh, week as well. So um, especially the challenge. As you know, there may be primaries, and as uh, Dunning County Elections Commissioner, I do not endorse in primaries um, because I am a Democrat and part of the law. It's a partisan office. It is not. It's a bipartisan office, uh, but it doesn't mean it's a nonpartisan office. In fact, in election law, election commissioners are uh, charged with carrying out the wishes of their party, but also carrying out the wishes of the voters as well. So. Um, it's a delicate balance. They expect no one expects us not to take uh, part in campaigns. I personally do not take part in primary campaigns because I do feel like uh, both sides of any primary should be able to come to the Democratic commissioner and get good advice. So um, the designation last night. I'm a committee member. Uh, I'm part of the process. I make a choice. I never tell anybody who I uh, voted for. And we have a secret ballot at OCBC that allows me to do that. And then I, uh, uh, you know, I help anybody who wants to get on the ballot because I believe that's my job. Speaking of that, I launched a Sunday seminar series. Uh, the first one will be Sunday, February 28th 
I'll be doing a, a how to get on the ballot 2021. Uh, if you go to my Facebook page and the event page, you can uh, sign up, uh, say you're going to the event and I'll be put, putting the Zoom link in there on Sunday morning and I'll do an overview of how to get on the ballot in 2021. And I plan on having uh, a monthly seminar series uh, with different topics uh, for people to be able to learn how to operate. Uh, and this is bipartisan, nonpartisan, it's going to be just the information. Anybody from any party can join and get the information and ask questions. Uh, this is part of my ongoing uh, um, voter education series, which of course Zoom is already is, is, is and Commissioner Nakar is as well, uh, in a way to continue to educate voters uh, in this pandemic. So I'm going to stop with that. Uh, my uh, uh, guests coming up are Nada Maroon, Joe Driscoll, and uh, 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 Helen Hudson, and, uh, uh, and Joanna Bailey, and we're talking about the fair maps uh, uh, legislation that uh, is application. Thank you. Bye-bye. And welcome back. Uh, I'm so pleased to have uh, a few people here joining us on Zoom and Zarni to talk about the launch of the application for the citizen-led independent redistricting commission uh, here in the city of Syracuse. I have uh, Common Council President Helen Hudson, uh, Common Councilor 5th District Joseph Driscoll, uh, City Auditor Nate Roon, and uh, Joanna Bailey, who is an employee of the city of Syracuse, who has helped us get this application online. Thank you all for joining me. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So, uh, Helen, I kind of want to go to you first. Um, can you just give the, the viewers a little bit of a background of how this came about? Why, <laughs> why, why the council started uh, down this road to do this independent redistricting? Because this has been a couple year journey, hasn't it? I almost laughed and I almost said three years later, yeah, it has been a couple years journey. And we came to this conclusion because we have been looking, which we know that right after census, that there is an opportunity to look at the districts and how they're drawn. So as a council, we talked about it, we looked at it, and we know that a few of our districts are a little out of their bounds. So we talked about ways that we could even it up and bring citizens to the table to actually talk about bringing a balance to the communities. So that's how it started after 20 plus meetings over a course of three years. And we're finally here. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited because it gives the citizens an opportunity to reshape and rethink how their communities operate. So I'm really excited. And this went for a charter change, right? Uh, before the uh, citizens of Syracuse back in 2019. Uh, and, and so this is a permanent change to the city government. How did that go uh, before the voters? Actually, overwhelmingly, which was great. But for me, I'm just gonna take a step back. For me, I have to applaud my counselors because for them to give up their power and give it back to the constituents mm -hmm. is huge. So yes, it was a charter change. It had to go on referendum and uh, for the November, I think it was election. And overwhelmingly the community spoke. They wanted to see the redistricting take place. Well, and uh, speaking of that, uh, 
we have one of the counselors that's going to probably be affected uh, the most, uh, Joe Driscoll, a fifth district counselor. Um, after the charter change, um, we had to do the enabling legislation. You were helpful in getting that through as well. Um, but I wanted to have you on because you're a district counselor. So this is going to affect you the most. Uh, what were your thoughts during this entire process? Well, absolutely. You know, I feel like just just point blank, this is this is best practice. This is best policy. Um, I, I think there's an inherent conflict when the legislators are drawing their own maps. And that 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 was the biggest thing for me. And, you know, when you talk about the fifth district, um, we have the former fifth district counselor on the call as well. <laughs> Uh, Nate Maroon, who was my predecessor beforehand. And I mean, he can tell you as well, the, the fifth district, uh, and don't get me wrong, I love every neighborhood that I represent. And, uh, uh, but, you know, we have, uh, the fifth district has about a quarter of the Westcott business district. We have um, two or three shops at the end of, you know, at the end of the street. Uh, and it really doesn't make sense to, to me anyway, to, to split a business district like that. Um, so I'm hopeful, you know, I think that uh, as we do the census every 10 years, it gives us an opportunity to reevaluate the way we've drawn lines. Does it still make sense? Um, you know, and I think it's good to, to reevaluate things. So even though I may lose some of the beloved areas of my district, I think it's all, um, you know, it's, it's not solely about what's in my personal best interest, um, as, as the president illustrated. It's about what's best for the city and reevaluating it and, and looking at the maps as, um, you know, how do we best represent neighborhoods in, in their entirety and, and splitting the Westcott neighborhood like that between the fourth and the fifth, I think, doesn't really do either of us any favors because people are very unsure of who their counselor is a lot of times in that in that district. A lot of times people are in the fourth and they call the fifth. A lot of times they're in the fifth and they call the fourth. So I think, um, you know, ultimately, it, it's a great we should take this opportunity um, every decade to look at it again and see what makes the most sense for, for this day in this age. So uh, I thought I'd like just kind of hit some, uh, uh, you know, we, we've talked about this redistricting commission several times on this podcast, but now that the enabling legislation was passed, I mean, that was a little bit of a journey too, because right after the charter change, we were going to do the enabling legislation, start having meetings and then COVID hit and that uh, delayed by almost nine months, uh, you know, when that was supposed to happen. So, but now it's been passed. 14 different citizens are going to form this commission and draw these maps. Um, eight of them are going to be uh, drawn uh, randomly. And then those eight will pick the next six, but they all have to apply. And that kind of brings me to my next uh, guest, Nader Maroon, who's the, the city auditor. And uh, in charge of this application process, Nader, um, today you, you've launched the application on the city website. So uh, what, are, what are your thoughts about this process going forward? Well, thank you, Dustin. First of all, let me congratulate uh, uh, my former colleague, uh, President Hudson, for steering this ship and for current, um, my successor in the 5th District Councilor, which I, I loved as well representing um, uh, Councillor Driscoll for helping this to, to get uh, enabled and, and um, initiated. I think it's great. Um, I also want to put a plug in here. I think it's something that I'd love to see the county undertake the same uh, process. So I hope that um, we, Syracuse always leads the way. So maybe our fellow uh, legislators in the county will 
follow suit and see that uh, uh, no harm, no foul. It's, it's a good practice. So um, we want to encourage people out there who are paying attention to this to encourage their county legislators to take a look and follow through on it. Um, regarding the, the uh, launch, um, our next guest is really the one that's been most responsible for this, um, but we have it up on our city website under the city auditor. So you can go to that site and um, see how you can uh, apply. And uh, I'm looking forward to any que uh, questions or inquiries people have. They can contact me anytime um, through the, my phone number that's listed there or directly in an email if they have any questions about it. So we're all excited to, to do this and um, let's really go to the person who helped us get it up online. We will, we will. Uh, uh, so I'll, uh, I'll, go, I'll go to Joanna now. Joanna Bailey uh, works for the city of Syracuse. She uh, helped us get the application online. Um, Joanna, what went into the process of designing this application? I know you got it done pretty quickly uh, right. for us. Um, and so, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about the application process. And while you're speaking, I'll share the screen of the city auditor website. We'll, we'll kind of look at that a little bit, okay? Perfect. Yeah, so uh, I was brought on, I think last week, it, it was a very quick process to get it up, but we, uh, my office in the city, the Accountability Performance and Innovation Office uh, helps uh, with these types of requests. So we've built Google Forms before, which are uh, ways you can put in applications or create surveys. Um, and so this was a pretty straightforward request. We use several other uh, forms that are available for other counties or cities throughout the country. And we also use the ordinance that was passed to make sure that all the questions we were asking followed what the ordinance asked for, make, uh, making sure we addressed the eligibility questions and uh, collected some demographic information. Uh, one really nice thing about now putting it online is that we can link to maps. So if you're unsure what district you live in, if you wanna have, uh, you can click into these links and have a look at them and identify which district you live in. Uh, and of course, we also offer the paper version of this as well too, if you would prefer to go that way. So Joanna, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this application now. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty straightforward. It's a little extensive because we do have to get information in there. But uh, I do notice that the, you know this really cool map which shows the districts that uh, the commissioners will be looking at but you can actually click on this link to see what district you live in right yeah so the link is in the question that's just a, a picture of the map that if you click that link and then what you can do is in the top right hand corner there's a magnifying glass and you can put in your address and it'll locate you and show you which district you're in so so here it is right here uh uh, and uh, oh, well, you got to sign in. Uh, 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 it shouldn't. Okay, that might be me. I can fix that. So, uh, but yeah, so that'll be up and live and running. And you can click and see what district you in. I know I'm in District Five. I'm one of uh, Joe Driscoll's uh, constituents. So, and Native Maroons before that. Uh, so, um, but uh, so this, you know, this application, Joanna. We're, what do you expect? How long will it take somebody to fill this out? Uh, so it's pretty straightforward. All the questions that are required, it will force you to answer. 
Uh, a lot of multiple choice or checkbox should be pretty straightforward. The eligibility questions are all yes, no. There are some free response questions. Those, uh, those will be on a later page. Those could take you as long as you want to respond to them. It could be a short couple sentences or it can, so depending how long you want to take, but it shouldn't take more than 15, 20 minutes at most probably for the majority of it. Again, you could write as much as you want in the free response section. So that could take you however long you want. So if you go to uh, the city of Syracuse website, you go to the auditor page, that's how you're gonna find uh, this uh, form. Uh, but we will have a link to the form and the city auditor website in the show descriptions uh, on the podcast. Uh, and it's also at the fairmapscny.org uh, website either later today or, um, or tomorrow and also on our Facebook page. Uh, so, uh, you know, you can go and, and see that as well. I'm gonna stop screaming the screen. Now, Nader, um, now that people have until May 1st to apply for uh, this commission, is that correct? The, the application, March the application, 31st. Yep. March 31st to fill out the application. Oh, March 31st, I'm sorry, yes, right. So they have six weeks to get the application done. And then, um, so, uh, and then you, uh, uh, and then after that, uh, your office goes through all the applications, weeds out conflicts of interest, and comes up with 60 of the most qualified and demographically balanced um, uh, applicants, right? Yes. Um, and as you're walking us through this, through the, Again, I just want to mention that the general ordinance for this establishing the commission, which gives all the dates and the guidelines and qualifications is also on our website. It's the first the first item, first link under the Syracuse City Redistricting Commission. We're calling it the SCRC for short. SCRC, I like it. All right, cool. Uh, so they have till March 31st uh, to apply to the SCRC. Yes. And then you weed out conflicts of interest and by May, or by, is it by May 1st or, or April 30th, you have to yes. provide a list of 60 names to the Common Council. That's, That's correct. correct, yes. And then uh, uh, President Hudson, when those names come to the Common Council, you look, look them over and each counselor has an ability to uh, strike a name. If they see a name that got by the gatekeeper that um, they don't have to strike a name, but if they see a name that they got by the gatekeeper that shouldn't be there, um, the council has that uh, ability. Right. We have the ability and we have the option to strike a name for each council, which, like you said, we'll wait and see what we get comes through us. So, yeah. But, Dustin, while we have you here, one, I want to say thank you. Thank you for your leadership on this. But I would also like to thank the auditor and Miss um, Bailey. Thank you for everything that you've done because we're at the finish line now, but we could not have gotten there without you. And first and foremost, I want to thank all of the voters in the city of Syracuse because they're the ones that actually put it in our hands and entrusted us to do this. And I'm just grateful. And now we're going to give it back to them. <laughs> right. So after uh, the council does their strike through, it then goes back to you, Nader, and you have a random drawing of eight people. Uh, and, uh, and and I don't know, have we have you decided how you're going to do that? Are you going to do like names out of a hat or 
uh, or like a, a more electronic version of this? How, have you gotten that far yet? I haven't gotten that far. I've been thinking about how we can have fun with it and engage the voters so that they're aware of it. But uh, we'll keep you posted on that. I'm sure we'll we'll have updates as we go along. And as Joanna helped us do um, putting together this, we'll be able to have uh, all uh, the information about uh, who's applied and from what district, all that will be transparent so people can see it as we're going through the process. And as the council then uh, moves forward, um, as President Hudson said, uh, everybody will be able to see. So it's, it's gonna be pretty interactive, I think. Which I, I think is also exciting. Yeah, and we were already off to a great start with this application. I'm really excited about that. Uh, I hope you get a little overwhelmed with applicants. I want, I want, I want a lot of people to apply. So we're going to be pushing this out as much as we can. Uh, and then after those eight people are selected, those eight people get the list of the remaining people that are in the pool, and they get to choose six people to balance out the commission. So we make sure that we don't get eight Eastsiders selected at random and then we don't have anybody from the rest of or eight men or eight women or eight white people or you know I mean we, we have a very diverse demographic city so that's how um, the commission will be uh, so you know filled out with the 14 members. So Dustin could I, I would call upon Joanne, Joanne again to talk about um, what we're trying to do to be sensitive to that diversity in our city in terms of ethnicity and language. Joanna you want to address that? Uh, sure. So uh, we are working with the translation service to get this application translated into different languages, uh, the core languages that are spoken in the city. So that will be available at different links once we get those back. Uh, and so it should be available for multiple different languages. And then, of course, we also will we have the ethnicity question in the demographic section. That's awesome. That's amazing. Uh, so we're, yeah, and that's that's going to help those eight members, uh, you know, figure out how to balance out their commission once they're selected. And then of course, um, they select uh, their chair, and then the, they'll have I think a dozen open meetings. Is that right, Joe? It's like a, a dozen different open meetings before this is all done. Yeah, I believe we're we're going to try to get. Um one in each of the districts as well to make sure we hit all the corners of the city and, and uh, a few others after to introduce the draft and the final plan as well. So it, it, it's gonna be an extensive open process, transparent, made up by the citizens. And I applaud all of you for getting this done because it real, it, it, a citizen-led independent redistricting commission is kind of taking the nation by storm, but we are the first municipality east of the Mississippi to put this up and running, and so and some others are going to do it, but we're going to we're, we're the first, and I think uh, I I think Nader's right. This is going to be an example, not just to the county, but to other cities across New York State, and um, I, I think this is going to be a, a, a wonderful addition to our our city. And I'm a city resident, born and raised here, so I'm I'm really proud of this. So it's it's really a lot a, a great uh, thing. And again, you know, it it. It can grow with time too. It, it, it can adapt. It can change. The commission can be there if there ever is a need to, to make changes midway through. It's not. It's a very. Um, it's a very. Uh, uh, you know, uh, adaptable ordinance. So it, it's a. It's a lot. It, it, 
it's, it's to your credit for getting it done. Um, In 10 years from now, when it's time for census again, the dynamics may be different. So yeah, it gives us an opportunity. At least we have the, the uh, what do they say, the model and the platform ready to move it forward. Right, but it, but also 10 years from now, this can't be changed unless the charter changes. Like the, the, the enabling legislation can be tweaked, but having an independent citizen-led redistricting commission is now permanent uh, with the city of Syracuse. And I think that is, that is a wonderful thing to see. So I'm going to go to each of you for your kind of your final thoughts uh, and, and uh, on this. And, um, and then we'll encourage the, the people watching or listening to go to the website and get uh, applications done. Uh, Ellen, you'll have you start off. I'm just actually proud of the work that we've all done. And I'm actually proud of this city because this city stood up and they know right from wrong and they know what seems like the logical thing for them. And for the city to say, yeah, we need to see this done in a different way and not by elected officials, I applaud the voters. And I'm just gonna keep telling the voters, as I always say, hold us accountable, hold us to what you need us to do and let's just keep moving forward. And Joe? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, one one remark I've made at a lot of these events, you know, we've had a ton of these events is that uh, one of my favorite authors, Jared Diamond, who writes about the collapse of society, has identified gerrymandering as one of the uh, likely ills in our society that could undermine uh, some of the progress we've made. You know, I really think that it's important people have trust and faith in their in their government um, and, and, and in a democracy. And I think the gerrymandering, you know, I think they said yesterday something like 80 percent of um, seats are, are predetermined whether they're going to be Democrat or Republican throughout the country due to gerrymandering and unfair maps. And this is really an unspoken ill that, that plagues our society. So uh, all my praise to President Hudson for leading the charge, yourself, Dustin, for doing it. And uh, Joanna and Nader, you guys have done great work. And I know a lot of the heavy lifting is going to be on you guys going forward. So I just appreciate, as, as the president said, everybody's effort on this. Uh, teamwork makes the dream work. And let's, let's you know, keep moving it forward. Thanks to everyone who's, who's uh, addressed this important issue that doesn't get enough attention. Nader? Um, and thank you to everybody that's participated in this. And as President Hudson said, mainly the, the voters who um, spoke loudly about this. Um, and, and to that point, again, I, I guess I, I want to reiterate one more time. Uh, if we haven't learned anything from the past year and a half of the pandemic, that we're all in this together. And so the importance of that, um, to me, uh, as we relate to this process, is that while we are the city of Syracuse and we're a separate form of government than the county, we're all part of the county. And it's really significant, in my humble opinion, that um, everyone have the opportunity, uh, every voter have the opportunity to partic participate in this process. And so I can't encourage it enough. I can't say it loudly enough. We need to get the voters activated and uh, involved so that the county legislature addresses this um, and adopts it as the city has done. Uh, it's so important for uh, the representation that the Councilor Driscoll and President Hudson are talking about, and myself as an elected official, um, it's, it's important. So members of the county, of, of the community, again, we're all in this together with the pandemic. We should all be in this together in terms of representation. And the way we do this is the voters get active and get involved to make the change that's, that's so important. Thank and Joanne, you. 
and Joanna, I know you kind of came in at the end here, but uh, you know, you're a citizen of Syracuse too, uh, so uh, uh, as well as a city employee. So, what are your thoughts about this whole process? I, I'm just grateful to be a part of it. Again, I, it's been an interesting year. I've only been with the city for a year, so I, I'm just grateful to be a part of everything and see all the awesome work that everyone's doing, and that I can be a small part to help bring uh, more equity and fairness and helping with this. Well, thank you all for all wait your minute, Wait a minute, wait a minute. Before we go away, I, Joanna is not a small part. She no. is a big part to, for two reasons. One is that she, she is a dedicated employee, working for the city, lives in the city, grew up here, and is uh, soon to be a homeowner in the city. So oh. she's a big part of the city and the county. That's yeah. off, Joanna. Thank you. Yes. Well, uh, thank you all for your work on this. Uh, and uh, again, in the show notes will be the uh, um, will be the link that you can go and, uh, and, and, get, and fill out this application. Also, there will be a link to the city auditor website so you can read more about the ordinance. And also, if you need a paper application, you can print that off. And, and uh, as soon as COVID uh, restrictions lift, there may be some opportunities to get that application somewhere in City Hall as well. Um, and we'll be putting this out there over the next six weeks on Fair Maps, on my page, uh, you know, and, and spreading it throughout social media. So please help on us. On my page, on Joe's page. Yeah, it's all over the place, page. right? <laughs> so please help us spread the word too uh, by, by sharing it uh, out there so people can see uh, where, where to find this link. Um, and uh, so, and that's all we have for today. Next week, I'll have Francis Canola on, who is the city chair of the Onondaga County Democratic Committee. Uh, and the week after that, I'll be having Bridget Kenny on, who's the spokesperson for Flip the Ledge. And we'll be talking about some of the candidates that are running this fall. Uh, but uh, until then, please stay safe, wear a mask, get your vaccine appointment if you can, if you're eligible, and, uh, and help us combat this virus so we can get back to normal, uh, hopefully this summer. All right, bye-bye. Thank you.